0: Hello everyone, welcome to A Millennial Learns. Thank you all so much for joining me today. This is a weird episode. It's coming out on a Wednesday. A lot of stuff was going on on Monday, so I did not get to record the episode or release it, but I do want to release it today. And it's actually fitting for today because it's December 1st. I know a lot of people decorate for Christmas um, like the day after Thanksgiving, but a lot of people wait till December. And today is December 1st, and we are talking about Christmas trees, why we celebrate Christmas in December, it let me on a bunch of questions. We were going to review Christmas trees, the history of them, why we do them, because I've always thought it was like a pagan thing. Um, my brother brought this topic up as a podcast topic, Uh, earlier this week and he thought it was a pagan thing but the more I researched about it the more interesting I thought it was and um, it led me on this whole like one you know wondering or (laughs) this these all these questions about why we celebrate the things that we do and why we these traditions came about so very interesting episode very interesting to research so I hope you enjoy let's get into the history of Christmas trees. quick life update before we actually get into this christmas tree that i forgot to put in the intro is i have not given an update about my cr- like our cross stitch business for quite a while it has been i think we're in business for about 3 months now and it is going so great we got multiple custom orders this week so we're doing a custom a few custom wedding embroideries and then we got a cross stitch kit order Um, and business is really booming before Christmas. So if you want a custom embroidery for like a wedding gift or a house gift, like we now do custom house embroideries. So that's been really fun. But if you want a custom order, make sure to go order on Stitch and Buffs on our Etsy shop. I am loving running an Etsy business. I think it's so fun when you get an order, that feeling when you get an order is so great. And it's just fun to work on all these things and assemble the kits and all of that. So Um, if you are thinking about like starting up an Etsy business, I would highly, highly recommend to do that. It is a great side gig. I love it. So, okay, let's get into the history of Christmas trees now. So I think I started my research a little bit too narrow, honestly, on this, because my question was just literally like, what's the history of Christmas trees? And so eventually we go into why Christmas is celebrated in December because a lot of this is kind of, um, I found that a lot of it sort of revolved around the winter solstice. It did start out as like sort of a pagan winter solstice thing. Um, and then, so I found out the history of Christmas trees, but then I was like, wait, it all revolves around the winter solstice. Why are we celebrating Jesus's birth at the winter solstice? So that is just a little heads up before we get started because I am going to do it in the order that I researched and show you my entire thought process here. So I looked up what is the history of Christmas decorations and specifically the Christmas tree. So I found a few articles about this and this is what it said. So evergreens have been important and have had a special meaning to many different cultures, many different people all throughout history, from like ancient history all the way up till now. So it's not like a new thing that Christians just started at Christmas time, which I, you know, I figured that was true, that it came from some other holiday that predated Christianity. So it says that ancient people and ancient cultures used to hang evergreen bows over doors and windows just to decorate for any sort of random thing. It meant like everlasting life and Um, In the middle of winter and stuff, it would give hope and and remind people that spring was coming back and things would live again. And so it's always kind of been meaningful for the fact that it never dies. Well, not that it never dies, but it never the leaves never fall off. It's always green, as the name suggests. So in some countries, they believe that because it was evergreen and the leaves never fall off and off. Oh my gosh, the leaves never fell off. Um, some countries believed that it actually like evergreen bows would keep away witches and ghosts, any sort of evil spirits or any illnesses. So it was more of a spiritual or um, supernatural sort of meaning behind them. So it kind of varied between cultures. Some of them it would just decorate, like they would just decorate and it would remind them of spring and and the fact that, you know, spring would come again and some thought it was war- warding off evil spirits. So there is some variety there for sure. Many people who had the more like spiritual views of it thought that um, there was a sun god. So a lot of cultures used to worship like the god of the sun and... They thought that when the winter came, that meant that the sun god was getting weak and sick every year, which is kind of funny because they really, they thought that he was getting sick like pretty much on a schedule every time. Like it would happen the same time every year, Um, but they thought that that was him getting sick every single year at the exact same time, I guess. So they celebrated the winter solstice because that meant that he was basically like at his sickest at that point and that he would start getting stronger and the sun would start coming out earlier and stuff and staying out later. So he would basically, the sun god would start feeling better, um, at the winter solstice. Cause that was when the days were the shortest. And then after that he would start feeling better. The days would be longer and the sun would be out more. So the evergreen reminded them about the summer when the god, the sun god, would return and get strong. So that's why a lot of the spiritual—it was either warning off spirits or celebrating the fact that the sun god was getting stronger. So as you can tell, there are a lot of like pagan roots to just decorating with evergreen bows or like evergreen in general has been used for a long time in pagan or idol worship. So it is kind of a valid, um, it's a valid thought that, that the Christmas tree originates from paganism. It's not quite that simple, but, but at least evergreen decorations kind of do. So, Then it says, Egyptians and Romans, well, it says, Egyptians, Romans, and the ancient Celts all decorated with greenery at the summer solstice. So, for whatever reason, like again, it was kind of a variety of reasons, but it was always at the winter solstice. It was a tradition through many, many different cultures to decorate with greenery. So, Germany was actually the one that started the Christmas tree tradition in the 16th century. So, it says that devout Christians brought decorated trees um into their homes. Some used to build pyramids of like wood and then put evergreen leaves on top of that. But if the wood was short, they would just take evergreen bows or just the the like twig sort of things and decorate that all around. And it was actually said that Martin Luther started adding lights to the tree. So I know we made a big big jump from like ancient people decorating with evergreen bows to like 16th century Germany. But we will try to fill in the gaps here because this is the gap in the research that I found. And I was like, wait, how do we get to mid-16th century Germany getting these trees in people's houses? But I'm just going to take you along for the ride here because we'll try to fill in the gaps of how Christianity started adapting those traditions as well. So, or adopting them. So, okay, so devout Christians would bring decorated ones into their home. Martin Luther started the lights Um, It's widely accepted. It's not like proven, I guess, but it's pretty widely accepted that he's the one that started that because he was preparing a sermon and walking through um, the trees or like he was walking home after his sermon preparation and he looked up and saw the stars like twinkling through the evergreens and he thought it was really, really beautiful. And so he wanted to recreate the scene for his family. So that is when he went and put like candles in the tree in his home. So that's why the lights started. So then, uh, you know, that happened in Germany for a while, from like the 16th to the 19th century. People were using Christmas trees and decorating them. Now, this was not a thing in America yet. Um, Christmas was very kind of somber, as we'll get into here in a little bit. But this was not happening in America yet. It was only specifically in Germany and um, I think some in like Ireland a little bit. Um, They talked a lot about the Irish settlers also, but it was mostly Germans. So German settlers in the 19th century brought the tree to America. Now the very first one was as soon as 1747, it says, but it didn't really become popularized or didn't really catch on as like even maybe a mainstream idea until the 1830s. So 1830s still wasn't that popular. Until the 1840s, Christmas trees were seen as pagan symbols and they were absolutely not accepted by American Puritan Christians. Um, It was very, very unpopular here because of, you know, still the running thought that this is a pagan idea. So... They said Christmas was sacred to Puritans and they were very resistant to the tree because they saw the tree as what they described as pagan mockery. Um, and this was very interesting because this is not how you think of Christmas now. So this guy, Oliver Cromwell, who I guess is a pretty well-known Puritan preacher of the time, he started preaching against like all of these things that the settlers were bringing over, including Christmas carols. Decorated trees and joyful expression. So he thought and the idea, the the general idea um, in the Puritan circles, I guess, was that Christmas was a very sacred event. And by doing all these joyous things on that event, um, it was making a mockery out of it. Especially when you tried to bring in the tree and there were these pagan roots to it and all this stuff. It did not go over well. With the Puritans, but it is very confusing because Christmas is like now at least you only think of like joy of joyous things like it is a joyous holiday like Christmas carols are are very common now, and you know I feel like the holiday season for most people fills it with like the warm fuzzies it 's like a good time of the year and very much full of giving and joy and all that stuff. that was not how the Puritans celebrated it they um, were extremely kind of somber and saw it as a sacred event, which I guess it is. Like, I, I'm kind of with them on the fact that a lot of holidays, I feel like people have kind of cheapened over time, where it's like there's no reverence anymore. However, I do think the birth of Jesus is worth being joyful about. Like, if anything, maybe Easter... Is more the somber because he died. You know, like Good Friday should be held maybe in reverence. And Easter he rose again, so I guess that's also joy joyous. Um so, but they they would not do anything really joy filled. In fact, it went so far as to like, this I thought was crazy. In 1659, the General Court of Massachusetts enacted a law making any observance of December 25th other than church a penal offense. So, you would get fined for hanging up any decorations, or you would get fined for singing a Christmas carol. There could be no celebration in Massachusetts other than church, which I think is terrible. You know, there. it's funny how things have politically shifted so much um really in the last f- even few years but especially when you look back at like you know since the 1600s for example like a lot of religious people here now want complete religious freedom which i agree with you should be able to celebrate however you want but in like early america they came over for religious freedom but then you know if anyone wanted to celebrate the the birth of Jesus in like a joyous manner that was against the law. So it was very tied in with how certain people thought that you should celebrate Christmas. That became the law. I'm glad we've moved away from that. And there's more like actual freedom to celebrate however you want, because can you imagine if you got fined for Christmas decorations? Like we put up Christmas decorations November 1st. So we we have them up and we are excited about it and it's the best time of the year for my family. So we would have heavy fines, I think. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that has definitely changed. Okay, so that lasted, that law about um, the observance of December 25th, other than church, that rule lasted until really a big influx of German and Irish immigrants came and really started changing the tide of public opinion about what Christmas was, how you could celebrate all of that stuff. So it eventually became, um, they eventually like redacted that and you could celebrate, I think, however you want. Um, but the, the tide really started changing when Queen Victoria and Prince Albert, who Prince Albert was German, um, were sketched in the news and that newspaper came to America, uh, standing with a Christmas tree. So because Prince Albert was German, that was like and the Germans established the Christmas tree pretty much he brought that to Queen Victoria now Queen Victoria was so popular with the people and with um yeah, I guess just the people at large even even people in America before America was an actual country there she was very popular, and that helped really switch the tide like a lot more people in America started putting up trees and um it just overall, I think they were like, okay, we need to allow, allow Christmas trees. And public opinion had really changed in favor of them. So another interesting thing is uh, Europeans tended to use smaller trees. So if you actually go look at the like, sketch of Queen Victoria and Prince Albert, they're standing by like a four-foot tree. So it's a table that's raised maybe to like their thigh level. And then there's like a four foot tree on there with some candles and ornaments. But so that's what Europeans tended to do is four foot trees. But Americans, when they got, when it adopted, when it became like, I guess, more accepted over here, they did floor to ceiling trees, which, you know... I feel like it's pretty standard for for Americans. Definitely now we do mostly floor to ceiling. Um, but it is funny how kind of the America's personality you could kind of see already like way back even before it was an actual country. Like these people who came over and are so adventurous and took a boat over to this new land and colonized um, America. Like they... Once it got adopted in America, they're like, no, we're going floor to ceiling. We're going big. So that was a major distinction is any of the Europeans were doing small trees and the Americans tended to do large trees. Um, the other difference was in the ornaments. So Americans tended to make homemade ornaments made out of, I think like paper and wood and that sort of thing. Just like little simple ornaments, kind of similar to what we do now, just homemade, um, but Germans always did sort of more natural things like apples, nuts, marzipan, and popcorn. So they did more food-related, like nature trees, which I actually think would be a great idea to do now, to like do a throwback European tree. I think that would be fun with like apples and nuts and then make marzipan and then hang that up. I think that would look really good. Okay, so then there was no electricity. So it was mostly in people's houses. Um, you know, the lights on the tree there, there wasn't really, I don't think a way to like light a hundred candles on an outside Christmas tree. Like people just wouldn't do that. So for the most part, trees just stayed in people's houses, but electricity, when that happened and that and that was like more widespread, it made it possible to have lights on Christmas trees that were electric. And then they started moving into the town squares, um, outside and shops, that kind of thing, because they could use electricity to light up their Christmas trees. And it just made it like more accessible basically. Okay. So then I looked up in on Britannica.com things about kind of that gap period between like the ancient people's usage and the German 16th century usage of Christmas trees and found some really interesting South Britannica has proven to be a really, really good resource many times. So, okay. It's going to recap a little bit of what we've already learned, but this is probably worth reviewing. So they said that the use of evergreen trees, wreaths, and garlands, um, symbolized eternal life and was a custom of the ancient Egyptians, Chinese, and Hebrews tree worship was among, was common among the pagan Europeans and survived their conversion to Christianity. So as suspected, it is a pagan thing. And there's no real meaning, I guess, behind the Christmas tree, other than the fact that pagans who converted to Christianity kept some traditions, like kept some... Uh Yeah, I guess it's just traditions. Like they weren't worshipping the trees anymore, but they just continued to decorate with trees um, and things like that. So it survived their conversion to Christianity in the Scandinavian customs of decorating the house and barns with evergreens each year at the new year to scare away the devil. Um, So it's they still thought it had like a spiritual aspect, it sounds like. At least some people did because they would decorate the new year to scare away the devil, which we had already been over. There was also the um, use of setting up a Christmas tree for the birds during Christmas time because all the other trees, obviously there were no leaves or anything on it. So they would set up a tree for the birds. So sounds like in between the ancient times and like when it really became popular in Germany, it was a pagan custom that slowly evolved into being like a symbol of Christmas because while they weren't worshiping the tree anymore and wintering like or worshiping the winter solstice or worshiping the sun god it was just a tradition that like bled over into this celebration now of Jesus's birth it said it survived further in the custom also observed in Germany of placing a yule tree at the entrance or inside the house during the midwinter holidays it said the modern Christmas tree though originated in Western Germany It said the main prop of a popular medieval play about Adam and Eve was a paradise tree, a fir tree hung with apples that represented the Garden of Eden. So that's also why like in Germany, they would decorate the tree with apples and nuts and stuff. It, it represented the forbidden fruit, that paradise tree, um, that was, you know, is popular like in the story with the Garden of Eden. So Um, The Germans set up a paradise tree in their homes on December 24th, the religious feast day of Adam and Eve. So that is one of the origin stories of why it's celebrated on December 24th, because it was actually a celebration of Adam and Eve on their feast day that later then like symbolized and celebrated Jesus' birth. It said they hung wafers on it, symbolizing the Eucharistic host, the sign, the Christian sign of redemption. In a later tradition, the wafers were replaced by cookies of various shapes. Candles, symbolic of Christ as the light of the world, were often added. In the same room was the Christmas Pyramid, a triangular construction of wood that had shelves to hold Christmas figurines and was decorated with evergreens, candles, and a star. By the 16th century, the Christmas Pyramid and the Paradise Tree had merged, becoming the Christmas Tree. So that is like the invention or the evolution of the modern Christmas tree. So as you can see, this has gone through a lot of stages. Like it wasn't Christian at all. Ancient peoples just decorated with it, were worshiping the sun god. It was a symbol of everlasting life and gods and goddesses and things like that. Then it slowly morphed into like the feast day of Adam and Eve. They would add things symbolizing the redemption of Christ, but then also decorate like Christmas figurines on their wooden pyramid, and then they merged to be the same thing. And then the decorations that would have gone on the Christmas pyramid were then put on the Christmas tree, the modern Christmas tree, which is why we put ornaments on them. Okay, the custom was widespread among German Lutherans by the 18th century, but it was not followed, not until the following century, that the Christmas tree became a deep-rooted German tradition. Um, Then it says that it was introduced into England in the 19th century, and then it goes into the story of how it became popular um, in America and what the ornaments were and things like that. So that is a little bit to fill that gap between our history, so I thought that was really Kind of an interesting evolution of that now this did leave me with one major question because other than the feast day of adam and eve being on the 24th it doesn't explain at all why we celebrate in december because i had heard way back in the day that a lot of scholars thought that he was actually that jesus was actually born in um the springtime, sometime like i don't remember when i actually thought he was born i think the spring Um, but I had heard that it wasn't Christmas. Like that's just a celebration of it, but more than likely it was not even near December. So I went and looked up why Christians celebrate Christmas in December. There are multiple origin stories, so it's not conclusive as to one reason why, but here are a couple theories. So, um... A lot of early Christians didn't ever celebrate his birth it came a lot later that Christmas was even a thing it wasn't a holiday for a long time for the very very early Christians but this guy who is a was an old like Christian historian his name was Sextus Julius Africanus um, said that the world was created on March 25th now how he got to that date I do not know but he theorized that the world's origin, like the day that the world was created, was March 25th. So he reasoned that Jesus must have been born, I mean, sorry, Jesus must have been conceived that day, like no earlier than that day. So he must have been conceived March 25th, which nine months after March 25th is December 25th. So his birthday must be December 25th. That is one story, which seems kind of crazy. And I feel like that might not be the actual origin story because the other one seems much more realistic. So the other origin story I saw was that there was a Roman holiday that celebrated the rebirth of the unconquered sun on December 25th. It was basically aligning with a festival where everyone feasted, gave gifts. It was called Saturnalia. And it was basically like a, I mean, obviously not a non-Christian holiday. um, But it was also the birthday of Mithra, which was an Indo-European god of light and loyalty. So there were festivities happening in Rome around this time of the year anyway. And um, there was a church growing in Rome, as we know from the Bible, like early Christianity, Paul wrote to the Romans. And, you know, the Roman Empire is what put Jesus to death. So a lot of Christians were starting to be formed and the early church was formed in Rome. So the Roman church um, started, the rumor, as rumor has it, the Roman church started celebrating Christmas on the 25th as a political statement against pagan holidays under the reign of Constantine. So once Constantine came into power, he was Christian. And he like put to death people who were not Christian. So the Christian faith was accepted in Rome at this time as a political statement against paganism and against any pagan holiday. They made a move to celebrate on the same day or same week as the pagan holiday as like a statement that, hey, we're rejecting that and we're going to go with Christianity, which seems like a lot more of a of a realistic origin story than just people deciding on a day because one philosopher said oh his birthday must have been nine months after the start of the world which like i don't know so um that that first story seems very weak to me and the second one seems really realistic like if you are trying to completely separate yourself from the from the religion of most people in rome and you are against their pagan holidays, you will probably have like an anti-pagan holiday, holiday that you celebrate. And that seems like it would catch fire way more than just this theory that he must have been born December 25th. So in, it actually differs the exact day that some people celebrate. So um, in the Eastern Empire, they celebrated January 6th, I think it was, or January 9th. Um, but actually, even now, there are some Orthodox like Catholics that actually celebrate Christmas in early January as opposed to late December. So there are still some spillovers with different dates and things, but the moral of the story is we celebrate in December. I think it mostly came out of a um, rebellious, like, I don't want to celebrate pagan holidays, so we're going to take back this holiday and celebrate something related to Christianity. And they had not celebrated Jesus's birth up until then, and so they decided to celebrate Christmas. Then we go through you know then those winter solstice pagan holidays have evergreens have these decorations and so they ended up having those bleed over into the christian holiday and then it eventually morphed into the christmas tree wreaths um evergreen decorations of all sorts with ornaments so that is the history of the christmas tree i hope you liked it that's why we celebrate in december um but yes i did confirm actually in one of these articles it said that historians do actually think that jesus was born in the spring so like closer to easter is probably when he was actually born but over time since they didn't celebrate it um you know early christianity didn't celebrate it it kind of got lost as you know the fact that he was born in the spring So um, remember around Easter that that's probably (laughs) about the time that Jesus was actually born. So that is all for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, I will be out with a Bible episode in the next day or two once I catch up. And I am looking forward to it. So I will see you then. Bye, everyone.